Welcome everybody to the Storm is Here podcast. As we got more hypocrisy coming down the pipe. All right, everybody. So I'm going to read over some news articles um, coming out of mainstream, smaller independent media. And uh, I did mention the number 40 billion because that's what came out of Congress just recently to basically fund the war. So let's go over a few news articles. Let's start with Common Dreams. It's a good uh, news publication. This article is titled, 40 billion war fever grips Congress as US escalates Ukraine war. The article is written by Cole Harrison, uh, May 12th, 2022. The House did not impose any traceability or conditionality on the more than 20 billion of military aid it voted yesterday. Previously, now get this, previously anti-war Democrats like Republicans, or sorry, Representatives Ayanna Presley, Jim McGovern, Barbara Lee, Pramila Jayapal, who should know better have uncritically embraced the administration's escalating war against Russia to the tune of $40 billion. Now, Russia's invasion of Ukraine must be condemned, but the administration has been telegraphing for weeks that, the, that its war aims now go well beyond defending Ukraine. President Biden said that the President Putin cannot remain in power. Secretary of Defense Austin said the U.S. seeks to weaken Russia and Speaker Nancy Pelosi said that we are fighting until victory. Now, when you speak of victory, are we talking about Libya? Are we talking about Iraq, Afghanistan? The list goes on and on. Uh, you know, failed attempts with uh, Venezuela. Victory. I mean, what does victory look like? Because if you look at the country of Libya, it's an absolute mess. And sorry to say this, but it, it, it resembles a, a shithole. Now, I do remember, I don't want to make this about Gaddafi, but I do remember Gaddafi saying that if he were to be eliminated, that his country would go back to being a slave trade. And basically anybody crossing into the Libyan border, trying to make their way to Europe, would be caught and sold on an open market. And you can look this up, my friends. This has actually happened and has been happening since they eliminated Gaddafi. All right, let's continue on. We're not just at war to support the Ukrainians. We're fundamentally at war, although somewhat through a proxy with Russia. It's important that we win, commented Republican Seth Moulton on Sunday. This is the war that the Massachusetts House members voted to fund. The Biden administration has uh, not outlined a strategy for ending the war, only one for hitting back at Russia. Secretary of State Blinken has not met with Russian Foreign Secretary Larionov since the Russian invasion started more than two months ago. There is no off-ramp. There is no diplomacy. In fact, now get this, in fact, Ukraine and Russia were reported to be close to diplomatic settlement in late March. Ukraine would be declared a neutral country it would not join NATO, but other guarantees would be provided for its security. The status of Russia phone parts of Ukraine would be decided by internationally supervised referenda at a later date, 
and there is no reason not to pursue a deal along these lines. This is what Putin and the Russians, for the most part, want. Now, again, I'm not going to sit here and say that I agree with the invasion because I disagree with war altogether. Things can be settled through diplomacy. But you see, when you have profits on the line, then the diplomacy always takes a back, a back seat. And, and this is the truth. This is all about money. Okay, this is not about the Ukrainian people. I mean, what happened in the areas of uh, Donetsk, which is a, you know, it's, it's a Russian-speaking area. And, you know, nobody talks about the fact that it's a very few people that have been talking about it. And kudos to them. But in mainstream, they don't, do, they don't talk about how the Ukrainian government has been uh, harassing and basically um, brutalizing, in some cases, these people in Donetsk. No talk about it. And Russia actually came to their aid because he's seen the, the torment that these people were going through. And there has been talk that they do want to uh, annex. They want to separate from Ukraine, and for good reason, because they're not Ukrainians. And there's a long history behind it also, if you actually look into it. Okay. Now, Russia is a nuclear weapons power. The danger of nuclear war has risen substantially during the Ukraine crisis, and escalations on the U.S. side are pushing us closer to the brink. This war must be settled at the negotiating table, not on the battlefield. And I totally agree with this, because, again... Look at through look throughout history. Napoleon couldn't do it. Hitler couldn't do it. They could not invade and take over Russia. It's it, it's just a very hard territory to do. It's too massive. Now, here's the part of the article that really gets me. And this is this is probably one of the reasons why I did this podcast, okay? The cost to eliminate homelessness in the United States would be twenty billion according to the Department of Housing and Urban Development. House Democrats dropped their goal of securing funding for COVID relief in their rush to support the U.S. proxy war in Ukraine. They left the 93,413,000 Americans who contracted COVID yesterday in the lurch in their rush to war. The United States has suffered far more deaths and far more cases from COVID than any other country in the world. But to Congress, war is a higher priority. Democrats have long forgotten about their goal of passing a Build Back Better program, which would begin to seriously address the world's climate emergency and rampant inequality at home. The cost to eliminate homelessness in the United States would be $20 billion, according to the Department of Housing and Urban Development. Politicians must return to the census and put war fever aside. The Russian invasion of Ukraine is terrible. So is the U.S.-Saudi war in, U in Yemen. So it's, this is the continuing U.S. occupation of part of Syria. And, and sorry, that's another country that I forgot to mention is Syria. Again, U.S.-Saudi. Um, U.S. this, U.S. that. U.S. is always, in, you know, they're always in the front lines when it comes to war and pushing it. They are imperialists. There's no doubt about that. So is the continuing U.S. occupation of part of Syria, like I mentioned. So is the U.S.-supported oppression of the Palestinians by Israel. So are U.S. sanctions on Cuba, Venezuela, Iran, Nicaragua, and more. Wars rarely end with one side vanquishing the other and achieving all its aims. They end with a compromise. It's time for negotiations, not arms shipments. 
to end the Ukraine-Russian war. These so-called, um, what do they call the squad? These so-called progressives, who are a bunch, just a bunch of hypocrites. They stand there and, and they say that they're for the Ukra Ukrainian people, but they really aren't. Because if they were for the Ukrainian people, if they were against war, then they would be against all wars. But again, they voted for it. They voted for this $40 million to aid the Ukrainian government, which basically is going to arm them with more weapons. They are aiding to a possible genocide with, with Russian people. They are aiding in a war. So that makes them war mongers. So, so much for progressive, right? Move on to the next uh, article. This is out of the Insider. Sorry, guys. All right, GOP Senator Rand Paul is single-handedly holding up a $40 billion aid package for Ukraine. Uh, Cheryl Tay is the writer, uh, the, the writer of this uh, article. May 12, 2022 is when it was published. Now, I, I'm not a Rand Paul. I'm not a, any politician supporter, if you guys have watched my past videos. Uh, and again, he's... Um, He's a, a hypocrite himself because he did vote for uh, aid package to Israel. So basically, Israel is not a self-sustaining country. It needs funding from the United States of America, which I don't agree. I don't think any country should get any aid whatsoever unless there is unless they're involved in some sort of natural disaster, some sort of famine, then it's a little bit different. But if you're trying to sustain a country's military or dominance in a region, then as far as I'm concerned, you're a hypocrite. But for the argu for argument's sake and for the sake of this podcast, we're going to get into what Rand Paul has been trying to do. All right, so on Thursday, Kentucky Senator Rand Paul became the lone holdout against a, bar a bipartisanship effort to approve $40 billion in aid to Ukraine. Paul stood in objection to the effort supported by both Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, blocking the unanimous vote they needed to quickly approve the funding. Paul asked that the bill be debated and subjected to a 60-vote threshold and insisted that Inspector General be installed in the oversee to oversee the spending of the money in Ukraine. Now, here's a quote from Rand Paul. No matter how sympathetic the case, my oath of office is to the national security of the United States of America. Paul said we cannot save Ukraine by dooming the U.S. economy. So he's not worried about people or war. That's not his concern. His concern is about the economy. <laughs> now, kudos to him. He did uh, vote against it. And again, going back to the $40 million and, and the, the previous article, how it mentioned $20 billion could be used for, you know, for Poverty. So if 20 billion could eradicate poverty in the United States, can you imagine what another 20 billion can do? Instead of bailing out banks and bailing out billionaires and oligarchs and other countries' militaries or, or you know, uh, other countries' governments who support invasions and dominance, why? Here's a novel idea. Why don't you take that money and keep it within? your own country so that you could eliminate things like Skid Row in Los Angeles or the homeless problem in San Francisco or 
you know, talking to a friend of mine from Utah, you know, the, the, the great Robert Walton. And he's talking about the homeless issue down in Salt Lake City. No, no, they're, see, the oligarchs and the warmongers don't care about that. They want more dominance around the world so that they can control more of the natural resources. That's the name of the game. Let me continue on here. Uh, Paul's objection stood in stark contrast to, McCon to, McCon to McConnell's statement in the Senate. Ukraine is not asking us to fight this war. They're only asking for the resources they need to defend themselves against the deranged invasion, and they need to they need this help right now, said McConnell. Or McConnell. For now, they're not going to be involved. Now, I'm going to read uh, my the last article that I'm going to read you is going to probably, I, I guess we're going to have a change of heart when McConnell says that they're not going to get involved. Okay. Because again, this, the, the last article, if, if it does happen, it could, again, we could see a full-blown-out World War III. All right, similarly, Schumer urged the Senate to move quickly on the matter, calling it a moral obligation. Now, again, this is hilarious. Hypocrisy at its finest. So there was no moral obligation when they wiped out Libya, Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria, sanctions on Cuba. I mean, again, I'm just repeating myself here. The, the moral obligation wasn't there for some reason, but all of a sudden now, when their profits are being threatened, there is a moral obligation. I mean, just, just uh, it just stinks the high heavens of hypocrisy, okay? The package is ready to go. The vast majority of senators on both sides of the aisle want it, Schumer said. Responding to Paul's objection, Schumer called Paul's objection reckless and said he thought it was clear from Paul's remarks that he doesn't want to aid Ukraine and he will accomplish is uh, and what he will accomplish is to single-handedly delay desperately needed Ukrainian aid Schumer added now a lot of Ukrainian people have already fled i don't know the numbers but there's quite a few Ukrainians have left the country so again how do we know that this 40 billion is going to help Ukrainian people we don't but we we will find out when we see brand new tanks and and machineries and, and you know military machines or military machinery or ammo when the Ukrainian government or Ukrainian army rolls into town, so to speak. All right, so uh, the bill that Paul objected uh, to was passed by the House three hundred sixty eight to fifty seven. Lawmakers topped up President Joe Biden's request for thirty three billion in aid adding another $7 billion to aid Ukraine in its war against Russia. So they make it seem like the 33 is going to help the people, and then there's going to be 7 going to the, to the Ukrainian military. And there's no evidence of that whatsoever. So, so again, they're trying to pull the wool over your eyes. So that's, that's it for that. So obviously, Rand Paul is opposing that. Now let's read the next article. And again, to you... Uh, Bleeding heart liberals. <laughs> um, this is out of Blaze Media. And the title is Squad Members and Progressive Democrats All Vote for $40 Billion War Package for Ukrainian Despite Condemning Military Spending in the Past. I know, like I said, it just stinks to high heavens of, uh, of hypocrisy. Paul Saka is the writer May 14th, 2022 is when it was published. 
let's continue on here. And again, the squad, I mean, these guys are just a bunch of hypocrites. Honestly, they, they make me sick because what they, what they supposedly stand for is for, you know, the working man, the homeless person, you know, the little guy, that's what they're supposed to stand for, but they don't, they're the total opposite, but they just make people believe that they do. All right, there were 57 Republican House members and, as mentioned before, Senator Rand Paul to oppose the massive foreign aid package to Ukraine. Every Democrat in Congress voted in favor, in favor of the $40 billion war package to supply aid to Ukraine. Every member of the so-called squad and other progressive Democrats for the gargantuan payout to Ukraine despite condemning military spending in the past. President Joe Biden initially requested $33 billion for Ukraine, but Congress tacked on another $7 billion. The $40 billion is in addition to the $14 billion in Ukrainian aid that Congress just approved in March. So, $55 billion in total? <laughs> wow, $55 billion can go a long way at home, let me tell you. So, uh, Representative uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the biggest hypocrite out of all of them, as far as I'm concerned voted for the 40 million military package for Ukraine. However, AOC called for an amendment to cut the budget of the Pentagon by 10% to prioritize the very needs of her communities here at home in September of 2021. This is what I call lip service. In one, on one hand, she makes you believe that she's for the poor and for the destitute. But on the other hand, she votes for the war. Not so Again, not so progressive, right? Now, this is her saying in quotes, I rise today to offer Amendment 40 to reduce the Pentagon budget by 10%. Ocasio-Cortez said on the House floor, during a time when our country is withdrawing from foreign wars, when COVID-19 and its fallout is one of the greatest threats that we face, we record levels of unemployment, housing, and healthcare crisis are among us. The United States should be reducing its military spending by at least 10% and prioritize the very needs of our communities here at home. You know, it, she makes me sick. Honestly, she like and people fall for her. I mean, she's worse than a Republican. And I've heard and again, you'll 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 probably hear that a lot from many people. At least Republicans tell you they're gonna screw you to your face. Where, you know, Democrats or liberals, they are sneaky about it. They're double crossers is what they are. And again, people just go out of their way to vote for these pigs because that's what they are. They're just disgusting human beings who tell you that we need to eradicate the homeless, uh, the homeless problem. But at the same time, they vote for a $40 million funding for war. All right, so I mentioned before how you know, things could get really out of, uh, um, uh, things can get really crazy to, to put it simply. And this is, um, an article out of the conversation, good publication for the most part. Here is the title, Finland and Sweden's desire to join NATO shows Putin has permanently redrawn the map of Europe. So again, we talk about World War III. So right now, it's just between Ukraine and Russia. 
And again, Russia, if they really wanted a full, full out blown out war, they could really just basically cripple Ukraine if they wanted to. But now you have Finland and Sweden who are going to basically apply for NATO membership because they are worried of a Russian invasion. And again, Russia has stated, and again, I'm not, no supporter of Putin and the oligarchs, but they have stated that, that they want to remain or they want the countries around them to be neutral. And they have every right, you know, they have every right to, to demand that because, again, I, I, we can go back to the missile crisis, the Cuban missile crisis. Everybody remembers that. Well, maybe not everybody, but I mean, that was a time where the, well, at that time was the USSR wanted to put the, a missile defense system in Cuba. And the Americans said, if you do that, there will be an all-out war. We will bomb Cuba, you know, out of existence. And why? Why, did they, why were they worried? Again, they were worried because they did not want a defense missile system close to their close to their landmass. They didn't want that. And now that Russia doesn't want that in their surrounding uh, neighborhood countries, somehow Russia is the warmonger. It's funny how that works, right? Again, and this is not me supporting Putin. I'm just, I'm just trying to point out the hypocrisies in all this. So if Russia does not want a missile defense system, which they kind of settled after World War II, um, with uh, I think it was there was some sort of agreement I can't remember what it was called, but they basically agreed that NATO was not to encroach in certain areas around Russia, certain countries around Russia. They did not want that. All right, so let me read this article here for you. Uh, with Finland's leaders announcing they want the country to join NATO. And all the signs pointing to Sweden, uh, to Sweden doing the same, it is becoming clearer than ever that Vladimir Putin's attempt to fundamentally restructure the European security order has worked, but it hasn't worked the way the Russian president envisioned. When it comes to NATO-Russia or Russia-U.S. relations, neutrality uh, as a status in international law and foreign policy Stance are no longer seen as a viable ways for smaller countries to navigate the danger zones of a great power rivalries. A long-standing constitutional imperative to be neutral has not protected Moldova from Russia threats, that it might be next on the list of territories, that the Kremlin wants to conquer in its attempts to restore a Soviet-style Russian sphere of influence. And again, this is not the case. I think the main objective of Russia is business just like china they are not interested in becoming imperialist i mean russia was at one time they they and we all seen what happened to that it basically imploded but for now they are not interested in becoming the world's policemen they do not want to dominate they just want to be right now the bottom line for them is business okay that's all they want but it seems like america is basically provoking Russia uh, they're, they're trying to provoke Russia into war that, that's exactly what they're they're trying to do so Russia's aggressions against Ukraine 
and the way in which Putin has justified again in his Victory Day speech on Red Square offers no confidence that fundamental principles of the established European security order matter to Moscow. This has been the case at least since the Russian-Georgian War in 2008 and should have been uh, patently obvious with the Russian annexation of Crimea and occupation of Donbass in 2014. So Crimea, whether you believe it or not, there was a referenda to be decided by the people of Crimea to be annexed and wanting to become part of the Russian Federation. And again, I'm a big believer in referendas and, or referendums. And again, if Donbass, which is a dominantly speaking Russian area of Ukraine, and again, you can look out, uh, you can look up in history about that whole region and the relation to Russia, and it makes total sense. But if they decide that they want to be part of the Russian Federation, then who are we and the West, and especially the oligarchs of the states and the politicians of the states, who are they to decide whether or not they can leave or they can't leave? Again, this is just total hypocrisy. It's sort of like if Minnesota, the state of Minnesota, wanted to annex themselves and be part of Canada, would the, the military machine of America start rolling into the state of Minnesota and basically hold them at gunpoint? Or would you do it the democratic way and say, look, here's a referenda. If you feel strong about this, then let the people of Minnesota decide. And again, I'm just using that as, a, as a, an example. So again, this just, it basically just reeks of hypocrisy. That's, that's all it is. And for, you know, for, this, uh, for the American government to basically say that they're doing this for the Ukrainian people, it's just a load of crock. There are big profits to be made here. And there is a business interest here that they need to protect. So anyways, guys, I want to thank everybody for listening to the Storm is Here podcast. Make sure you guys check us out on three of our platforms. The first platform is Anchor, which is our podcast uh, platform. Our second platform is YouTube. And of course, our last platform is Rumble. Please make sure to come check out uh, our one of the three platforms, please leave comments, please share the content. And until next time, everybody, I want to thank you for, for, for listening and, uh, peace out.